from Reminder Media, this is Stay Paid, a sales and marketing podcast on a mission to help you close more deals and retain more business. Hosted by the VP of Marketing, Josh Stake, and Reminder Media's president, Luke Akery. So get ready to hear the golden nuggets that will allow you to live a life of freedom tomorrow, but only if you take action today. Welcome to another Silver Dollar episode of Stay Paid, the best sales and marketing tips of your week in 15 minutes or less. My name is Joshua Stike. And uh, I'm Luke not, Akery. Wait, that's not what we do on this one, is it? Yeah, it is. We just yeah. keep... I, I say my name, you say your name. That's right. Yeah. All right. We've Perfect. only recorded like 50 of these. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, everybody. For many of us, productivity and time management may bring up images of apps, workshops, and color code coded systems all designed to make us do more and do it more quickly. The problem with these apps is that they tend to be used full force. If you're anything like me, man, I get into one of these productivity apps and I use it like crazy for everything in my life for about a week and then very quickly become overwhelmed. <laughs> I thought you were going to say for about an hour or and simply then forget done. to continue using them. So instead today, we're going to take a step back. We're going to start with the fundamentals and the philosophies behind being productive. And once you've identified one that works for you, you can implement the tactics and systems to help you get more done. So this actually comes from a blog that we have over at ReminderMedia.com slash blog. So you can check that out here. Uh, but these are some things that uh, some of these things I hadn't heard of until we had posted this blog. Yeah. Some of them you're going to uh, will sound familiar to you. We're going to touch on some that you probably heard of before, uh, but we'll go through all four of them. The first one is a Japanese word. It's uh, Kaizen. So this is a Japanese word that translates to continuous incremental improvement as a productivity strategy. Kaizen has helped to make companies like Toyota and Canon industry leaders long after they may have been expected to rest on their their laurels. The idea here is to get everyone in your organization working towards the same process improvement and you're working towards it in very incremental improvement. So there's a framework that I'll walk through real quick and we can kind of riff on it. But the first step is to identify the problems within your organization, analyze the current processes that you're doing today that might be creating the problems. Then you brainstorm with your team to create the solutions, test the solutions, you measure and analyze the results. And then the most important piece, which is if it works, you then standardize the solutions. Now, I love it. I think um, it reminds me of the 1% rule. Mm. Like um, they always tell you, don't try to get 100% better in a day. Try to get 1% better in a day because in 100 days you'll get 100% better. And it's way more achievable to get 1% better in a day. Also, the idea of Hey, you have to actually identify the solution, then track and measure your results. You cannot accomplish a goal that you don't measure and you don't track. Right. It's impossible. Yeah, we so. do the same thing, obviously, in our marketing. The other thing I love about this is the singular focus that it places within your organization. So, uh, so often it's tempting to try and um, go down this route of, I want to increase sales. Well, if I increase sales, I've got to increase my client experience. If I want to increase my client experience. I've got to increase my my marketing. If I want to increase my marketing. And you start, go, you have, you have this too anal- much. paralysis yeah. by analysis where you don't know where to start because it's too overwhelming. If you can become disciplined in this area, focus in on the most important problem, you can apply this to your marketing, you can apply this to your sales process, and then do one small incremental thing. That small incremental thing might be as part of your sales process. Maybe you're looking for a way to generate more leads or to increase your prospecting. That could be simply start one day by calling five leads. We just add the next day, call 10, keep doing track. And then if it works, systematize that. We had the incredible interview we just did Mm -hmm. literally right before this, right before we recorded this interview with a guy named Jamie. um, And he talked about, he wrote down every single day, his six most important tasks. Yep. And he would literally measure whether or not he had a good day or not by, did he accomplish those six months? most important task because the day is going to get crazy. It's going to get out of hand. And he said it would has been so powerful him for him. He has notebooks yeah. of just 
all these days of him writing down, here are my so, six most important tasks that I need to accomplish. Absolutely. That almost kind of leads us into the second method here, which is the Churchill method. So obviously developed by the United Kingdom's wartime leader, Winston Churchill. The Churchill method is based on the prime minister's strategy for managing the often overwhelming number of priorities competing for his attention during his years as a military and political leader. So instead of looking at the big picture and what needs to be done, the Churchill method prescribes limiting your focus to two or three of the most imperative priorities in the example you just gave those six. So here's a way to kind of identify that. So questions that you want to ask yourself when looking at what are the most imperative priorities in your business, you can ask which task is the most urgent in terms of timeline, which task is the most profit generating. That's usually a pretty important one. Which task does my client think is the most important? So it's actually turning it out towards your client experience and which task will get me closer to my long-term goals. Choose one of those tasks, make that your main priority until you've accomplished it. What I love about uh, this is you're actually being intentional about what you're actually working on and doing. I think so often, I don't know if you guys find yourself this way. I find that the day kind of directs me versus me directing the day. Mm. And so when you think about it through this lens, it's very, you have intentionality of what you're doing. This is coming from someone who is not very good at prioritization and organization. I kind of have shiny object syndrome. I will tell you this. I mean, I went, I I don't know how long it's been, but I told my executive assistant, like, I want to focus on revenue generating activities. And she would say that to me. Anne-Marie would say that to me all the time. That's, it has to be like a year or so ago. Like, is this revenue generating activity? (laughs) She'll check you. Generating activity. That's awesome. And that's powerful because, you know, that's the profit generating activity for us. Yeah. And then definitely once you've decided what you need to do, you want to divide that up into manageable subtasks so you can continue to add that to your list each day. I feel like I was talking really fast there. So I'm going to try and slow it down a little bit. I, I like the speed. Job yeah, you like, oh, yeah, you like yeah. it? Okay, cool. You had to deliver it with one, that urgency. The next one you've definitely probably heard of because this was really popularized in Stephen Covey's book, Seven yeah. Habits of Highly Effective People. This is the Eisenhower box, also known as the Eisenhower matrix. This, of course, being developed by Dwight D. Eisenhower. So what you want to do here is you want to picture um, a box or I guess a, a quadrants here. You have four quadrants. Uh, you've got in one quadrant, you've got urgent and important. Yep. Uh, those are the things that you must do. You then have important but not urgent. Those are the things that you want to delay. You've got urgent but not important. Those are the things that you need to delegate. And then you've got tasks that are neither urgent nor important. Those are the ones that you need to delete. So I like I like that one the most. Well, the delete one. yeah. <laughs> and Stephen Covey would say, obviously, you want to make sure you're not living in where you're constantly in this urgent and important where it's on fire, where like yeah. the world is on fire. You want to be proactive. That shows you that you don't have enough proactivity and planning in your business. Yeah. But the majority of your time should really be spent, or at least the majority of your thought process and effort is in that important, but not urgent, because mm-hmm. that's really your long-term planning. That's where you yep. need to focus on your business, not what's going to get move the ball forward today. Those are the things that you have to do, but then scheduling time and giving yourself enough time to really focus. I think it's quadrant two, if I remember Kind of yeah, I'm picturing really the quadrant remember. right in my mind. But I think it's quadrant two where it's important but not urgent. Definitely get out of the urgent but not important. That's the fires that mm-hmm. you're talking about. That's yep. the stuff that you want to delegate to a team member or uh, delegate outsource maybe to another um, another uh, company or outsource opportunity where you can get that off your plate immediately so you can get back into quadrant two for your long-term planning and into quadrant one for your day-to-day stuff. Yeah. And then if it's not urgent and not important, delete it. Delete <laughs> The fourth one here is, this is kind of a cool one. It's called Tend Your Garden. So this is definitely one that I had not heard about until our blog post here. Sounds very romantic. It is. It's very, uh, very, (laughs) yeah, romantic, I guess. 
Tinge, tinge your garden, Josh. Uh, based on the writing of 18th century French philosopher and author Voltaire, tend your garden is more of a philosophy than a strategy. Here, you prioritize only those tasks that are important without evaluating them emotionally or examining their purposes. See, I don't really like this one because I think you should be purpose-driven in everything you do. <laughs> but it's, it's a philosopher and he's French, so that's Well, the idea why. here <laughs> is... <laughs> is that why it's so romantic? Like, that's why it's so romantic. No, I, I mean, I get this because a lot of times what causes inactivity is your emotions. Yes. Is you're overthinking things. Emotions aren't logical, right? A lot of times, as we know. Mm -hmm. And so when you are focusing and examining everything through an emotional lens or just like a, almost like a, I don't know, the purpose is the word they use here, yep. but that kind of higher level lens, it, it causes paralysis. Yeah. Well, I think it's saying examining the purposes of those emotions. Not the purposes of the activity, I think is the idea there. Okay. But here's that makes a little bit more that sense. That makes a little more sense. Yeah. The idea here is that you want to orient yourself towards action instead of feelings. If you dwell on the feelings or the emotions that you feel on something, that's going to either misdirect your activity or it's going to do what you said, which is kind of uh, calls you to almost dwell on it as yep. opposed to moving forward. Here's an example. If a client suddenly decides to pull out of a deal, you could spend hours wondering why, discussing their decisions with friends, doing over the effect that their decision will have on you, or you can identify actions to take, ranging from having a conversation with your client to understand their new goals or identifying new properties. This is an example in real estate for your client to review. So it's really figuring out what can I spend time and effort on from an action standpoint versus thinking about how I felt about it. We have some books kind of to recommend here that uh, I know that uh, I've read, and Luke, you've read these as well. We've read some of these as a company. Stephen Covey, The Seven Habits of Highly Successful People is a great one in there. You'll find the Eisenhower Matrix. Scott Belsky has a great book called Making Ideas Happen. This is all about the mm. action method. We've talked about this before. The idea here is with every meeting or every idea that you have, you create action steps, you create references to come back to and source for that, and then you create back burner items. Those are the things that might be important but not urgent. Uh, David Allen, Getting Things Done, his process, capture, clarify, organize, reflect, great and book. engage. And then the one that I love, maybe not necessarily for the system perhaps, but James Clear's Atomic Habits is a great book to read for getting that 1% better yeah. every single day. Well, every time now you get emotional, I'm going to be like, Josh, tend to tend your garden. Tend your garden. Tend to your garden. I hope that picks up. <laughs> I hope that catches on everybody. Thank you so much for listening to this episode for our top four productivity strategies to help you get more done every day. Uh, you can head on over to staypaidpodcast.com for the show notes that our writer Gabriel puts together. We would love for you to go check those out and uh, leave a comment um, on our podcast. Maybe go over to Apple Podcasts. Do us a favor. Do yes. Luke and I a favor. Yes. Head on over to Apple Podcasts. Tend our garden. Leave a five-star review. Let Gabriel know how well she's doing on these show notes. Yeah. Yeah. She got, will appreciate that. Absolutely. The best way to uh, show support for the show is to tell a friend and share this on your social media. Luke, I know you have a young daughter. Yes. Um, have you ever played uh, like Peekaboo? Do you ever play Peekaboo with your Yes. Daughter? But yeah. she's too young to really Is get she? it. Is yeah. She? yeah. I was playing Peekaboo uh, with my daughter the other day. Uh, she had a horrible Peekaboo accident. And now she's in the ICU. <laughs> She's, she sees you. She is now in the ICU after her peekaboo. She's also 12. So I was going to say, I don't know why I was playing peekaboo. The setup there was a little interesting, but 
<laughs> if you want to get a hold of me or Luke, you can email us at podcast at remindermedia.com. And of course, find us on Instagram. We are at Stay Paid Podcast. For this episode of Stay Paid, I'm Joshua Stike. Guys, I'm Luke Acre, and I'm joking about some of these methods, but the truth is, like, you're hearing from someone who is not the best at prioritization or organization, right? I'm more of a visionary, passionate. I like to just kind of jump into things and move forward and figure it out as I go. But these type of tactics have extreme or helped me extremely in my own career, specifically this Stephen Covey, Covey idea of not living in the fire, because we tend to, when we're growing business, businesses, live in this fact that things are urgent, but they're not really important. So we focus our time there. I would challenge you pick one of these productivity hacks implement it. It takes just sitting down, actually writing it out, following the process that Josh has laid out for you with each one of these. Remember the difference between a top producer and a mediocre producer is top producers actually take action. Take action on that today. 